Dave from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. How you doing, John? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? John, I'm good, John. 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 Yeah, we, what? We, we got a guest. What? Oh, holy shit. Yeah, wow. right? Oh, oh hey my guys. God. There's, there's, there's somebody you... here in the studio with us. Yeah, you guys long... didn't know I was here. How long have <laughs> you been sitting there, man? <laughs> Just overnight. Oh, okay. Yeah, the door was unlocked. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, so you're like squatting. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> cool, man. Guys, that beautiful voice you hear is our, our guest for today. Uh, he's an amazing writer. He does the SNL recaps for Entertainment Weekly. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andy Hoagland. Guys, thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan. Oh, thanks for thanks for coming, Andy. Of course. And and Andy, uh, we've we've mentioned your recaps on the show at least once before because cool. you were you were nice enough to give us a shout out. Yeah, yes. In one, yeah. Uh, I think that was earlier it this was year. One of the early ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was unprompted too. You just like, hey, check yeah. out this podcast. Thank you, sir. I just the the spirit comes out of me. What can I say? Uh. <laughs> Our podcast has that effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll catch the Holy Ghost when you listen to the SNL It's notes. very generous. There's a lot of generosity in this podcast, which we, I like. It's not just uh, you know snark and stuff. Yeah, it's not all snark and snipe here. No, okay. we're, we're about the love. Yeah. I mean, snark is important, too. It's, it is. But there's a yeah. balance. You know? Yes. The light and the dark yeah. of the, uh, right, exactly. the Jedi. Yeah, be, just be of. sure to stay close to the mic. We just want to make sure that you're <laughs> I'm getting in the moment, guys. Yes, we want, get a, we want to get all the praise and love. Yeah, yeah. Just get it right in the mic. Um, but so, so yeah, you have this really interesting gig. You write about the show for Entertainment Weekly. You write like a weekly recap of the show, mm-hmm. kind of similar to what we do here. Just like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this sketch happened and this sketch happened and the, and. You, what I'm always impressed by, it goes up like literally minutes after the show ends. Yeah, I, I do it in real time. So if sometimes my observations aren't the most coherent it's uh-huh. because it's 1230 at night and yeah. I am very sleepy. Yeah, oh. you're, you're basically live blogging the show. Right, and then, yeah. I'm live blogging and then concurrent with all that, uh, I what I try to do is incorporate um, feedback from former Saturday Night Live cast members right. as well, too. Oh. Um, just because, you know, like uh, I was a baseball guy growing up, and I was, used to love how, uh, you know, the play-by-play guy or the color guy was like a former athlete. You know, so you'd have the professional, like the Joe Buck dude, okay. and then you'd have, you know, Cal Ripken or, or Jim Palmer. You know, I'm Maryland Orioles fan, obviously. But you'd have someone who's actually been in that driver's seat and knows what it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I wanted to do something kind of analogous to add like a little bit of a different flavor than you know just the typical reap caps, and you're like, oh okay, like that's that's a good opinion, okay. but here's a way to like actually hear what people who have been on Eight H what they have to say about the show too. Right, right, yeah. and that's fascinating. Like this week, you've got uh, Jeff Richards yep, yep. coming in and giving his perspective. Uh, on the show, I know you've had like some other cast members, like uh, Victoria Jackson. Yeah, one of the ones Victoria I was Jackson's reading. come on. Yeah, Ellen Cleghorn's come on a couple times. Uh, Patrick Weathers, uh, who's on in 1980. Uh, Matthew Lawrence as well too. So it's it's been a, a solid spread of of people contributing. And and how are you? Uh Getting in touch with these people? Are you just contacting them cold on social media? What? Well, how do you make the connections? So, you know, uh, just kind of like taking a step back on on my background a little bit. You know, I've I've been doing this for about five years. Um, you know, SNL and Review started uh, as a, a monthly column for that was being powered by Boston.com. This is when my my wife and I still lived in Boston. Okay. And essentially, for like MacGruber, if it was the fifth anniversary of MacGruber. I would do uh, a write up about you know that that movie's impact and it's 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 comedy legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended at one point. I think BDC Wire shut down, and you know I, I had started to develop this Twitter following and I wanted to create content. 
So I started, you know, reaching out to SNL folk and and seeing who wanted to tell their story. And, uh, you know, we also uh, have, uh, you know, the, the Tom Shales book that I think everyone gets on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've uh, gotten that signed by over 40 former cast members. Oh, at that's this cool. Point. Um, so just in the process of, of meeting people at stand-up gigs or, you know, reaching out to them and, and doing interviews for, you know, Daily Beast or whoever. Yeah, my, my wife has the book right yeah, here. Yeah, everybody, uh, uh, Andy's uh, lovely wife Katie's here as well. Yes. And she's yeah, holding she's up the book, Live from New York. Which, yeah. which we've Hard referenced cover. many a time on, sure. on this podcast. Which I'm is, sure. I mean, it's the amazing oral history of Saturday Night Live, uh, co-written by Tom Shales and, and uh, uh, Andrew Miller. Yes, thank you. I was yeah. blanking on the last name. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, just in the process of, of meeting these people, uh, I've become, you know, somewhat friendly with, with a few, especially mm-hmm. Jeff Richards, I, I talk to fairly often. He's, oh, nice. he's a great guy. Definitely follow him on Instagram. Our dog tried to bite him. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. wow. <laughs> they're, they're like, <laughs> deservedly? No. Okay. I don't think so. Our, our dog is just kind of an asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so just it's been fun kind of incorporating that feedback into the recaps again in real time as well too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and do you does this just go right up on the EW site or does this yeah. go through an editor first? You you can just upload it with oh, no, no I sort don't of upload it, or? uh but I, I work with an editor. Um, Jillian is my main point of contact. I don't know if you guys follow her on, on Twitter as well, too, but she's great. Okay. We do not, but, but we can give her a plug if you want. Yeah, is... yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember her, her handle uh-huh. at, the, at the moment, but um, she's the, one of the, the audience content people for, uh, for Entertainment Weekly. Cool, cool. And uh, she has kind of a, a network of different... Um, yeah, it's Jillian Said, S-E-D. Okay. Ooh. So, so at Jillian, Jillian said, "Yeah, yeah, it's cool. okay, it's cool." And, last uh, name. She'll she'll put me in contact with uh, you know different people who who are I guess uh, in charge of editing the recaps for the night, and uh, I'll I'll send it to them in, in real time, or I'll mm-hmm. I'll text them as the wow. the case was last night, and we just you know it's uh, all about uh, getting getting up there as soon as possible. Oh, wow, fantastic! That's, yeah, that's very very cool, and th- and that kind of reminds me of how like this podcast started out it, it just started out of yeah. the two of us live blogging the show basically on, yeah. my, on my facebook page <laughs> yeah and then our our producer frank Abla, we just said hey you guys could make this into a podcast yeah like, absolutely hey, yeah look at us now look at us now live into high life right yeah high in the hog <laughs> all right uh yeah so andy so um i mean i mean you did all this um, you all this you do all this amazing stuff for snl so it would be fair to say you're an snl nerd right yeah absolutely uh, I, I think it's on brand for me to, okay. to be here okay yeah. i mean so uh, do you remember like what your history of the show is like how did you discover it um, yeah. what, like, what what era did you first start watching the show? Well, you know, I'm a I'm a '90s kid, as is as is my wife, and uh, you know, I think my first memory was really during the the Wayne's World Palooza. You know, uh, when the movie uh-huh. came out. You know, oh I God, was that... probably five or six or something, and in, in, in Cub Scouts, and that mm-hmm. movie was just ubiquitous. Like everyone was quoting it, and I remember, you know, then subsequent uh, stumbling on Comedy Central, the reruns, you'd see. You know Wayne and Garth in this non-movie format, and that uh-huh. kind of piqued my interest. Like, what is this exactly? Oh, you know, interesting. So you saw young. the movie first? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, all right. Wow. Okay. And so, uh, what made you keep going back to SNL? Well, just, just the, you know, all that? of a sudden, again, like you know, I was a huge Ghostbusters fan, independent as well too, and I realized Bill Murray was on SNL. You oh. know, Eddie Murphy was still a big deal. I'm like, oh, like slowly throughout elementary school, you start to realize that all these important 
like heroes of yours okay. got their break on on SNL, as you guys know. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, I, I've always really enjoyed film history, and I, I kind of like like the cultural fabric of it. You know, not to not to get too douchey, and uh, <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, you did get too douchey, yeah, just and, a little uh, bit. This yeah. is the end of your appearance now. Uh, so, so thank you very much, Andy. No, thanks, for um, guys. <laughs> but no, I think that's that's interesting because that's that's kind of what you had to do in the pre-internet age. You mm-hmm. you had to you couldn't just look this stuff up real easily. You discovered you ha- it on your own. You yeah. had to you had to like put it together yourself. Right. Um, and yeah. be like, oh yeah, hey, Bill Murray was on the show. Eddie Murphy was on right, the show. Right. I right. think for yeah. me, like, I kind of discovered. I think I watched SNL first, and then from there, I realized, oh, this Eddie Murphy guy does stand up. I should watch it. And mm-hmm. then just my right. mind was, oh, that must was, have been so cool to discover Eddie Murphy like in his prime. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember like watching. Uh, I think it was like one of those old, uh, like when it had those old clip shows, like you know, the best of Eddie yeah, Murphy. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and yeah. then I would just watch that and I would see him do like you know buckwheat and everything I was like wow this guy's hilarious and you know Mr. Robinson's neighborhood and then when I was a kid I remember hearing like oh he does stand up too and I heard that his stand up mm-hmm. and it was it was not like what he was doing on SNL it was no. see for us we Ooh. you know I and I'm speaking for my wife here a little bit but I think this is accurate you know we came to know Eddie Murphy when he was already established he was always like the already you know 90s era Eddie Murphy doing uh. nutty professor so he was already he was on like his third comeback yeah, then. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I was just about to say that exact same thing. So for me to discover after the fact that he used to be this 20-year-old kid who was doing raw and delirious and all this crazy shit was really mind-blowing, yeah. you know, after seeing him, you know, so established growing up. Yeah, I mean, he was a phenom. Like he started I said he was like what, 19 or 20. He was yeah, like 19, was 19 something like that. Super yeah. young and like he was just like he just hit the ground running. Everybody was like, "Whoa." Right. This kid's amazing. Right. All right, well, I mean, as far as SNL go, do you have any favorite uh, cast members, any favorite uh, sketches that you? I mean, enjoy, I or? think definitely in terms of era, um, you know, just that that first uh, uh, repeats that I used to see on Comedy Central, that eighty six to ninety two, ninety three mm-hmm. golden mm-hmm. era, you know, we're just like, like the Dana McCarvey era, yeah, exactly. John Lovitz, Phil Hartman, yep, yep, yeah, Jan exactly. Hooks, Nora Dunn, yeah, yeah. Victoria oh, Jackson. Amazing. Let's let's name everyone. Kevin O'Neillon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we met Kevin Nealon too. Actually. What? Um, yeah, we met him in Annapolis. He signed the book. Oh, nice! Yeah. Wow, I got I got to see that book and see yeah. who signed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chevy Chase, Al Franken, as of last night. Oh, um, you wow. shout out the senator from Minnesota. Nice, wow! And you met Chevy Chase. Was he cool? Too, he was a little curmudgeonly. I mean, he you know, was, really? Yeah, che- <laughs> Chevy Chase was unpleasant. I I don't think I've ever heard this. You know, before. he wasn't rude to me, but it's just the the guy's what like seventy six or something, and Probably. you're kind of yeah. like, okay, you're you're getting up there. So yeah. I've heard all the horror stories, and you know, I, I definitely get it. I mean, a part of me thinks that you know, like that's his persona a little his, bit. History's so, greatest mm, monster, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I I spoke to him briefly about Michael O'Donohue, and he oh. was he was kind of confused, and I was like, oh okay, and then then I left. Like confused, like why are you bringing up Michael O'Donohue, yeah, or mean, confused, just... like I don't know who Michael no, O'Donohue no, 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 no. is. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that bad? No, it was a. You guys know Dennis uh, Perrin? I think I, that's mm-hmm. his last name. He wrote the you know this definitive like four hundred oh, oh, right. page yeah, book uh, on Michael O'Donohue, Mister Mike, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a great book, great history. Um, but uh, I was at the Rhode Island Comic Con, and Chevy Chase was there because they were doing a vacation reunion. Right. And uh, I, I messaged Dennis, and I said, "Hey, like, I'd love to ask Chevy um, a question about about Mr. Mike, you know, because they were very close." Right. Um, so he a- he had me ask about some screenplay that Chevy and and 
Michael had worked on in the early 80s. I'm forgetting the name of it now, but he he wanted to wanted me to touch base with Chevy and and see if he had, you know, anything, you know, unique to say about it. Mm-hmm. And Chevy didn't seem to really, I mean, again, you know, we're we're going back like almost 40 years. He didn't right. have like total recall about some script that him and his buddy right. had written and then shelved. And it, I mean? yeah, so it was never produced. Right, and... right, right. So it's like, you know, I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt and and not just say that he's he's losing his marbles or or anything, but I right. was kind of like, oh, you know, you you think when you interact with these people that uh, they'll just immediately know what you're right. talking about, and it's just they're regular yeah. people, right. even think... when they're superstars, they're regular people. And right. and you know, I and I I get that um, because I'm sorry, your your wife just pushed you towards the mic again. It was very amusing. Yeah. Um, uh, and I get that because like one of the things I do, I do freelance writing as well for for a magazine called Back Issue. It mm-hmm. deals with comic books, and so all the time I'm asking people about stuff they did 20, 30, right. 40 years ago. Right. And you have to rem- you have to remember. They haven't been rereading this stuff for forty years. Yeah, they they aren't thinking the, about it obsessively like yeah, we to the, to sadly right. are. Yeah, to them and, it's just a job. It's the, right, 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 and it's it, and a lot of times people just do not remember. Yeah, and and you have to just roll with that, and you end <laughs> so, up feeling like uh, one of the Trek nerds in that uh, Star Trek convention. <laughs> no, with the, exactly, uh, exactly. Catching. When you went to Human Rand's cabin, what what was the the cabin <laughs> it's number? It's like get God, a life, guys, yeah. get a life. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! When was the last time you touched a woman? And uh, mm. they, they made a they made a William Shatner joke last night on on Update. They did. Yes, they, yeah. they all, did. I noticed that. Yeah, that and it all comes from Mr. Circle. Shatner was in the news this week, yeah. but we will we will get to that. So it, yeah, way so, to smoothly transition yep. into what <laughs> that was brilliant, <laughs> Segway. sir. Segway. So so yeah, well, let's let's get to the main topic because we haven't even said what show we're covering yet. Uh, this is uh, SNL uh, season forty five episode fifteen. Daniel Craig hosting the weekend musical guesting. This is the show from March 7th, 2020. So uh, this is Daniel Craig's second time hosting. He last hosted... 2013, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. about like you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. Um, so yeah, and, and uh, he talked about that a little in the monologue. But uh, let's see, we... we Let's dive in, guys. Let's Are we dive ready? In. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sure, let's do it. So, so first we got the cold open, which was uh, the Ingram Angle uh, uh, coronavirus cold open with uh, Kate McKinnon as Laura Ingram on Fox News, yes. the, sh- the Joey Fatone of Fox News. <laughs> yeah, as he said. That's, uh, um, I like that. <laughs> very apt. Good line. Good line. Uh, just reporting on the left's uh, reaction to the, the coronavirus and and what she called the coronavirus smear campaign yes exactly and it was it was kind of a, a harbinger of the show's obsession with the coronavirus um, a lot throughout the about the coronavirus like, this week you know the show usually does not stick to a theme so heavily but this was like almost every sketch had a coronavirus reference at it's, some point it's pretty yeah. it. it's pretty corona heavy it, yeah. I it's, mean, it's hot it was, right now it was in the news a lot this week yeah. so i yep. i get it and yeah maybe they're they're really feeling that, uh, right? Exactly. So. And uh, Laura Ingram was just bringing up other stuff. I mean, she was bringing up how like Bernie's running mate would be the ghost of Fidel Castro, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, she was saying, you know, she was basically saying like stuff that she was telling the audience like, oh, there's stuff you should really worry about, like uh, women who keep their maiden names, uh, fat Barbies. And uh, what's the maid saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are good lines. And we we also had we had Cecily uh, Strong come back as Judge Janine Pirro. And let's so see. great, and yeah, yeah. She really does a great Piero. Oh it's, yeah, it's wonderful. It transcends the actual person. Like I feel like that yeah. could exist as a character. Like I feel like some people don't even know who Janine Piero is. You I know didn't. what I mean? Like, yeah, I, really I don't did. think I had yeah. heard of her before yeah. I saw Cecily because yeah. I don't really. Uh, 
watch the Fox shit. News. Yeah, so right. as, as you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I sort of gradually realized, oh, that's a real person that's on Fox. Yeah, right. And uh, and I've since seen some clips of her, and I'm like, oh yes, she's genuinely horrifying. <laughs> right. um, okay. <laughs> and uh, and we also get a return of Don Jr. and Eric Trump in this yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Odd to see them in a sketch. I was about to say that all three of these characters, Ingram, um, Piero, and uh, the Trump brothers, they all kind of vacillate in between um, update and appearing in actual sketches, which I I think is kind of unique. Usually you have your own turf. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very true. That that is interesting. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've seen the Trump brothers on on update, even. I've said like a week or two ago, I was like, I kind of miss the Trump brothers. I know. Like, I mean, the back and forth that Mikey and Alex have is really good. I really, I mean, mean, especially like when Alex just kind of. Kind of like mimics what uh, Mikey Day is doing, and, right? You know, <laughs> right. Mike is like, "Hey, what's going on there, bud?" Yeah, like like yeah. little things like that, like really kind of get. Yeah, I really enjoy how they've developed those characters over the, over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's just... way better than the Alec Baldwin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because there's an actual character there, not to you know lay that one out there. No, I, I no, like, it's true. Like I the... feel like knocking the Baldwin Trump is is kind of cliche too in its own right. But... Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, is. I think. The show kind of realizes, like, I don't know if it's, like, a conscious choice the show made or if it's, like, Alec Baldwin just doesn't want to do it much anymore or both. Right. But they've really backed away from from Baldwin as Trump. They right. only bring him out when they absolutely have to. I remember seeing somebody tweet this online, like, there's how they were saying, well, if they're okay with different people playing Joe Biden, why can't they be okay with different people playing Trump? And I think at this point, that's... That's a fine idea. Like, I really yeah. wouldn't mind seeing somebody else take a shot at Trump and I mean, know, bring, I, breathing some new life into it. I, yeah. I agree with that. I, I think the issue is that Trump is such a larger-than-life personality, and Biden, there's, like, something kind of, like, vanilla about him that I think makes it genuinely hard to do an impression of him. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I can see that. I mean, Sudeikis, like, had a good hook, but I don't know if, like, he just isn't available or if he doesn't want to do it, or I- I'm not sure what the deal is there. But I don't, I mean, is Sudeikis local? Does he live in the city? I'm sure he's in L.A., right? Because he's married to, like, Olivia Wilde. Oh, yeah, like, so he's probably a West Coaster. Yeah, uh, I-, I-, I would think so. Um, hmm. But I- I've, pers- this is a tangent, but I've I've been very disappointed in their, their coverage of Biden this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first of all, I think Woody Harrelson, John Mulaney, they're, they're all great performers, but they... They were not Joe Biden <laughs> at right, all. Right. Almost like acknowledging the fact that that there's no there there. And then I I think that the shows like ageist and ableist jokes are, are very distasteful about, mm, about yeah. Well, no, I can see that. I can see that. I think I think the show is definitely at the point now. They're going to have to get a regular cast member to play Joe Biden because right. uh, yeah, there were some events in the in the presidential. Uh, Run up to the presidential election this week that we we might have occasion to comment on. We might have. Um, we so, might. <laughs> so, so back to the sketch. We had another old SNL cast member uh, come up. We had Daryl Hammond returning as Chris Matthews. Hey, yeah. Who would have thought? Like, I was surprised to see that. You had that on your bingo card. Congratulations. I, I did not <laughs> yeah. think that they'd bring back Chris Matthews. Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris Matthews also in the news this week. He yeah, had he had true. a week uh, yeah. like last Monday. He he came on Hardball and he was like. Uh, see you losers I'm gone and then they <laughs> cut yeah and then they get I don't know if you watch this footage but it's on YouTube and it's hilarious of the 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 anchor who had to take over after he announced he oh, was I leaving. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, that dude, was, I, it was literally like fifteen minutes into the show. And dude, my, me and my <laughs> wife, we were watch we were watching it as it happened. We just the TV was just on MSNBC, mm-hmm. and like you know, Chris Matthews came on and he was like, "Yeah, this is my last uh, episode. I'm gonna leave now." And we were all like, "Wait, what? What did he say?" <laughs> 
And then they cut to like an anchor saying, "Oh, he, he genuinely looks shocked. Like this is the first. Right. This is the first he's hearing of this. Yeah, he was obviously thrown on the air with little to no prep time, which is always interesting to see. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it was it was very interesting to see Daryl Hammond come back because Daryl Hammond he's he's been the announcer for the show sure. the last few years, taking over after Don Pardo uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately passed away. Uh, but he hasn't really mixed in with the sketches. No, I mean, he appeared once earlier this season, right? Uh-huh, I uh, think. During one of the political sketches. I'm trying to remember which uh, character he was. But yeah, no, I, I was thinking when I saw him as Chris Matthews that given the fact that he's still affiliated with the show, it's a little surprising they don't tap him more. Yeah, you know? especially since Donald Trump was one of the characters he did back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, right, right, um, right. You know, I don't know how much interest Hammond has in that, but... Uh, I, I mean, I had the feeling if he wanted to be on the show more, he he could be. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, but it was nice to see him because uh, yeah. Chris Matthews was always good, and I enjoyed that. Um, and uh, yeah, he had a nice line. He he was because the premise was like since he's left MSNBC, he's now a uh, a commentator on Fox News, and he was like, "Oh, I like it here. Everyone here is hot or crazy or both." <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounds Which, accurate. Yeah, and and he also is you know, like the premise is Chris Matthews uh, is enjoying being on Fox because he can just say Talk the loose, casually sexist comments mm-hmm. and right. and everybody there at Fox is okay with it. Right. Oh yeah, I think Daryl Hammond was he played Clinton right when he did a yeah cold open I think he did do a cameo as Clinton. It. That was it. Right, I think yeah. that was it. So yeah. I, that was, I just wanted to look it up, make sure I got it right. Oh well, thank you for that. Okay, and uh, so later in the sketch, they had a point where uh, Laura England played by played by Kate McKinnon said, "All right, now we're gonna go." To Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I thought, well, wait a minute. Kate always plays Elizabeth Warren. Who are they going to get to right. play Elizabeth Warren? How are they going to do this? And sure enough, they got Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> the real life Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, she was blown up about that. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was um, that, that shocked me. Because I guess she has a little more time on her hands right now. You could say that. <laughs> um, She's got a yeah. calendar's... Let's let's just pour one out for Elizabeth Warren. Oh, um, dear. Yeah, Daryl and I, we 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 actually we both endorsed Elizabeth Warren a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah, yeah. Hoping to give her the SL ner- SNL nerds bump. bump. Yeah, um, and that did not happen. Bumped her right off the uh, election. When is yeah. the New Jersey primary? Uh, not until June. Oh, we, okay. we get it well, really you guys, late. You guys endorsed too early then. Yeah, like, damn you gotta, it. You got to time it. So oh. <laughs> Son of a well, it's kind of a moot point now. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but but I mean, yeah, this was great. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, she had like a few things to say about like, oh, I don't know who I'll endorse. Maybe I'll just pull a New York Times and endorse both. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the teacher's pet one off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always been my my personal gripe with with both Warren's persona and her base. Is it is like a lot of like the kids who like always had their hands raised at the front of the class. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, guys, it's like politics. I'm sorry, it's not a meritocracy. Like just because you you are presenting yourself as the smartest or the best doesn't mean shit. You know, like, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And like, stop trying to shame people for you for know, being smart, right? It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. what do you, you know? Things you can't be president. Like, we we uh, do have a real aversion to smart people. Yeah, I don't know what what is going on. And it's like, no, in politics, you want a smart person. I want the smartest person in the room. I don't know anything. I'm a dum dum. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I want the president to be smarter than me and better informed than me and yeah, like just a better person than me. That shouldn't be a controversial thing to say. No, I just, I just want smart people to do things that I don't know how to do. But uh, they they gave Elizabeth Warren a few uh, good lines, and she's she said at one point like I I not only didn't take money from billionaires, I got to give one a swirly on live TV. Oh, yeah, I had to tell Which... my wife what a swirly was. She didn't know. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, and then they did like a little thing where 
um, as Elizabeth Warren is talking, like Kate McKinnon comes up running dressed as her. Like I guess she just like did a. She really did a quick, quick change. She's like very, adjusting her wig on air. <laughs> yeah, it's very Dana Carvey as uh, Ross Perot. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I, th- I think Kate has done that one other time during one of the debates too, uh-huh. as well. Yeah, oh, okay. it was Warren, and I'm trying to think who else she who. Who else she played? I'm, I'm blanking at the moment. Oh right, no, that uh, I can't she came in at the end as somebody and Hillary, maybe. Or? I don't remember. I know I you're remember. talking. Uh, oh no, oh, uh, Pelosi. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there she it was is. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. She like she was Elizabeth Warren, and she ran off stage and came back dressed as Pelosi. Yeah. Oh, Boom. Well, yeah, they. It's impressive. Yeah, it's like. It's it's, a, it's can, a lot. I mean, it's impressive on Kate's part. It's impressive on you know, like the dressers yeah. and yeah, the people who who have to prep that and right. make sure it happens and yeah, it's it's impressive and it's amusing and it's all those things. Mm-hmm. Right, so. right. Uh, so as far as cold open goes, not bad. Yeah, pretty good yeah. cold open. Pretty good old cold um, open. Uh, I I also enjoyed like there was another nice line they give to Elizabeth Warren. She said, uh, "I'm not dead. I'm just in the Senate." Which. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Absolutely. That was that was good. Um, so this was this was interesting. It was a good cold open. It hit on a lot of things. Yeah, hit on um, a lot of you things. know the coronavirus, Chris Matthews, and the, the yeah. Elizabeth Warren cameo. But Trump, Trump boys, yeah, that Elizabeth Warren thing is really blowing up on on the internet. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the clip of them dancing. Back oh yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, they're like shimmying. The, and shimmying they're up. literally like switching off. I mean, it's great. Elizabeth Warren seems like she has a really good sense of humor. Yeah, I um, it. and and there's a, there's also a nice clip uh, on. Uh, online of of just them hugging, uh, just just oh, like yeah. a gift of them hugging, uh, good night and during, during the good nights and 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 Kate gives Elizabeth Warren like a little peck on the cheek, mm-hmm. which yeah. is it's just very sweet. Mm-hmm. So warms your heart. It does. Okay. It uh, does. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. So then we get into the monologue. Daniel Craig comes out. He's all Daniel Craigy, all uh, handsome, handsome and British. Yes, and he's not a nerd. No, yeah, no. Just, and he he talked about like how his life has sort of changed. Uh, and he's like a resident of New York City now, which I had no I, idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Did yeah, wow, I'm so. gonna have to walk around the city hoping in hopes of running into Daniel Craig and yeah. Rachel Vice. I mean, yeah, that, would, yeah. that would be a cool day. Yes. Oh my god. That's I doubt they would pose for a selfie, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so uh, you know, he has a couple of jokes about about the new James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Talks about how like Phoebe Waller Bridge writes for it, and he had like a. Little Phoebe Waller Bridge joke in there, right? Which I, I I mentioned this in the Entertainment Weekly piece. They made more of a joke about Fleabag during the Daniel Craig episode than they did when Fleabag was actually on the show. Like yeah. they never yeah. did like a formal spoof or anything of the show that had, like captured the zeitgeist. Yeah, that's weird. Like I think I think when Phoebe was on, not many people knew about Fleabag, so maybe a little bit more people know about it now. Yeah, because it be. won all those all awards, awards and stuff. Yeah, yeah who's it? Uh, but yeah, then they did kind of something interesting in the monologue where Daniel Craig was like, "Hey, you know, we know because of the coronavirus, the uh, the movie got delayed, but we're going to show you the sneak peek uh, of the movie right now." And yeah. then they cut the to new a pre- James Bond movie. Yeah, no new time Jan- to die. New James Bond movie. But and then it was just a short film. Yeah, they cut to a pre-tape. Yeah. The mo- like, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Not to that extent. Like yeah. it was very long. It was I mean, the, the whole was, joke. The I, whole I remember like they've done some stuff. I remember like one time when Tom Hanks hosted, he was like, "Oh, here's a deleted scene from Big." All oh, right, and, right, and it was just like Tom Hanks beating up little kids. Yeah, um, like, but I mean, look at how big I am. But but yeah. I mean, this was impressive. This it was, looked like something that could actually be from a film. It shot really well, and this was like a full sketch in the monologue. Like maybe yeah. they originally intended it to be 
its own like standalone short film, and then somehow they they shoehorned it into being the monologue premise. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean, that's who what I was wondering about. It just seems very elaborate for for a, a monologue joke. Well, I know they write the monologue like very last, last minute. Right. Yeah, so like maybe they on didn't the have day. Any ideas, and they're like, like, let's yeah. just use this and plop it in. Yeah. Probably, but either way, it works. So I mean, basically, what happens to show this um, a, a scene from No Time quote-unquote scene from No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. It's James Bond walking into a casino very suavely, talks to uh, Chloe Fineman, who's all, mm-hmm. you know, dolled she, up. She's done up uh, to look kind of like uh, Anna D.R. Moss, who's going to oh. be the new Bond girl. I didn't even realize that. Well, they wow. gave her, like, the dark hair and all uh, that. Yeah, it's a Knives Out reunion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Look at this. So, wow, look at me learning. That, uh, <laughs> and, and Chloe looked great. They really yeah, glammed she her was, up. and you know, like, she, she looked grand- wonderful. And it, it's like the sort of scene that you've seen in a million James Bond movies where he goes into a casino and, right. you know, he's he's doing wonderfully. And, yeah. and here he, he starts playing craps. And, um, and he gets very giddy when he starts winning craps. Yeah, it reminded me of the the Steve Martin James Bond sketch that oh. he did with Victoria Jackson back in like bullets aren't cheap. Yes, yes. bullets aren't cheap. Yeah, yeah. gold, they, gold sting. Yeah, the the show they actually uh, like tweeted out or they put up on YouTube a compilation of previous right. James Bond sketches that they'd done, and I I watched and enjoyed that this week. Uh, that was that was very fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. So yeah, so throughout the sketch, uh, James Bond gets win- gets wins and wins more as he plays Crash, and he gets kind of surrounded by you know, kind of casino trashy people, I guess. Yeah, you know? and they're not casino like, trash. Yeah, they're <laughs> not they're not like the glamorous people you see in a casino in a James yeah. Bond movie. They're the type of people you would see in like Atlantic City at yes. two in the morning. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. People at you know. Circus Circus, right, and whatnot in in Vegas, yeah. right. And uh, yeah, so he's like he starts. He keeps winning and winning. He orders uh, Red Bull and vodka and a pint glass at <laughs> yes. one point. And uh, yeah, it's just him uh, winning and getting more giddy and like you know shooting his gun in the air. I'm James Bond, motherfucker! <laughs> like just really getting into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, as far as, far as sketches go, I thought it was a pretty cool little sketch. I I enjoyed this. I thought this was funny. It's you know it, it's fun to play like the the image of James Bond against. Right, the type of things that most people run into in a right. casino. Right, yeah, and and also he's reacting in such an un-James Bond like way because he's always like the coolest guy in the room. So mm-hmm. it's neat to see him be like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, especially Daniel and, Craig. It's always fun to see him kind of cut loose a little bit, which we saw yeah. several times during this episode. Yeah, 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 it's fun to see him like kind of poke holes in his image and yeah. and have fun with it. And and I think it made it all the funnier because it was a genuine James Bond doing this. Yeah, right, so, exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. so that was that was neat. So I think that was getting the show off to a strong start. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So next up, first sketch. Uh, well, actually, the second sketch technically. Mm. Uh, the Sands of Modesto. Yeah, this was interesting. This was a, a like a soap opera right. parody, but because of concerns over the coronavirus, or returning to our episode theme, they they altered the staging of the scene so the <laughs> actors aren't getting close to each other and they're they splicing random shots yeah. of Barbies yeah yeah and uh, yeah they're doing all these things so that they, they don't have to touch each other on the face they don't have to shake hands that they yeah. don't have to embrace there's one point where um, like two people are supposed to shake hands but they cut in fo- like stock footage of uh-huh. like two other people shaking hands or like yeah for some, yeah was, we, we see Daniel Craig on one end of the couch and Kate McKinnon on the other and he's got like an art uh, fake arm that uh-huh. he's using to like pat her on the shoulder or shake her hand yeah, I mean, uh, there, there was one cool line where um, uh, Kate goes to the door, and it's uh, Chloe Feynman's character, and Kate's like, I, I thought I heard you were killed in a plane crash, and Chloe's like, that's what I was told, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but I wasn't, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, um, and then they do other things like um, Daniel Craig and 
Kate McKinnon needs, you know, Daniel Craig has to kiss Kate McKinnon because there's like all this romantic tension <laughs> and a passionate glass. kiss. And he puts up like some plexiglass between them. Uh, there's one point where they're supposed to make love and she and he puts like a, a huge roll of like <laughs> saran wrap around her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just pulls it out of nowhere. Basically just covers Kate with cellophane. And yes, then <laughs> very much so. Yeah. And and we had uh, Cicely come in as as Daniel Craig's ex wife, and she has a cat fight with Kate, where they just literally do a cutaway with two Barbie two dolls Barbies fighting. fighting. Yeah, and then and, and then the sketch ends when Cecily sneezes unexpectedly, and everyone just freezes. Yeah, everybody's like, "No, no, I'm out of here." Yeah. What was interesting about this sketch and the the cold open is you saw Cecily and 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 Kate, you know, interacting with each other, and and. For some reason, particularly this season, it seems like there's almost like two different shows. There's like the Kate-driven sketches and then the Cecily-driven sketches. Mm-hmm. And personally, like I, you know, I'm just kind of going off my instinct. Like I haven't seen too many moments this year where they're sharing the spotlight. You know, so mm. to have it two episodes or two mm. sketches back to back, I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is. Wow, interesting. No, I mean, because they've both been with the show for a long time, and so they're both they're both like kind of the heavyweights of the right. show at this point. And you see point, Kate think, and so. Eddie all the time together. They're like yeah. a comedy duo, practically. Right, That's, right. Wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wow. I hadn't thought of that before, but I'm going to huh. keep an eye out for that. I mean, uh, hopefully open. hopefully the math adds up, but it's no. just an impression I've had. <laughs> well, no, I, I never thought, wow, you've opened up our minds there, Andy. Wow. Yeah. That's Interesting. Just, it, my brain is exploding yeah, like in the movie Scanners. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Got to clean all this up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, man, as far as sketches go, uh, Santa Modesto, I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it reminded tr- me of, like, the Californians a little bit, oh. you know, like that sort of thing. I... I can see a little of that in that it was like the fake soap opera format, but I think it was a little unlike the Californians in that it actually amused me. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a very divisive sketch. <laughs> it, I'm not sure why they continue to run with that uh, at the is, time. Uh, it's did pe- so bad. Did people like that sketch? Like, well, they brought I, it out back on uh, SNL 40, so... Dude, yeah. what was that? Like, a 10-minute Californian sketch on SNL... I'll never. Like, it's just a, a way to bring in a bunch of cast members, you know, and and you don't need to really like worry about the premise. It's an know? easy character for people to play. Yeah, I like suppose. you want Betty White to make out with Bradley Cooper. Here you go. Here's a California. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't. ask for that. I at all. feel like the Californians <laughs> was always something that amused the the yes. people on the show much Agreed. more than the audience. It feels like something that got developed in like Groundlings or something, and they're like, oh, like this will be perfect, and yeah. we can just do it forever. Yeah. It doesn't evolve, you know? Yeah, no, no. It was literally like the same sketch every time. Yeah, yeah, like it used to be, you know, when you had Wayne's World, like we were talking about earlier, or that Golden Age, you had the same recurring sketches or sketch characters, but the premises would change or fluctuate. You'd right. see Pat in a different situation. The yeah. church lady would be talking to different people right. each time. But, right, right. you know, yeah. right. Californians is, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yay, fist bump. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Insert stock footage of fist bumping. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> there we go. There um, we go. Back on track. All right. Uh, so next we had a pre-tape, uh, a music video called "On the Couch" yes. with with, with uh, Keenan, uh, Chris Red, and The Weekend, and these were all these uh, like R and B video. I really like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah like um, kind of the Lonely Island feel to it. 
Yeah, right. and their their ladies are making them sleep on the couch because they've. I'm sleeping on the couch. They, you know they've. Tonight. <laughs> you know they're they're just voice. they're just doing bad things, and their their right. women are making them sleep on the couch. Well, and, I mean, and we find out the various things that they've done over the course of the song. Right. So I mean, it's kind of straightforward for a bit, like saying, "Oh, my wife's making me sleep on the couch. My girls making me sleep on the couch." But they don't say why till the end, mm-hmm. and at the end, you learn that oh, one of the guys cheating. Yeah, cheating. He cheated on his girl. On the couch that he, he was made to sleep on. Right. Uh, one guy, I think, like took out a life insurance policy in his girl's <laughs> name. Credit card debt. Yeah. yeah, credit card debt. And then the last, um, the last guy, the weekend, the girl says, "Yeah, we broke up like five <laughs> years ago." I'm married to Daniel Craig now, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Daniel Craig comes on as her new squatting. husband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And they were like, "You have to yeah. leave." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they cut to the weekend saying, "I'm sleeping in my car tonight." <laughs> and then they have Daniel Craig knock on the window and say, "Yeah, you got to get out of our driveway." <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, "All right, no, I'll go. I'll go." I really like this uh, more so. I mean, I, I always generally like the Chris Red stuff, but this one I thought was very catchy and had a yeah. fun premise to it. Yeah, very catchy and like. I could be nuts, but it seemed like The weekend had some like comedy chops here. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. I was like, why is, is he going to do more comedy? I mean, I know he did that uh, Uncut Gems movie t- recently, but I was like, uh-huh. oh, like maybe The weekend's going to do a little bit more comedy, maybe do some more acting. He's There's something there. He was like, he's pretty funny. He's dipping his toe in the water. Dipping his toe. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought this was funny. I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, not bad. So. Uh, next, we had a sketch called uh, Daytime Show. That's what it's called on the yes. YouTube. Uh, this was a, a daytime talk show called The Deidre Show right. with AD as the host and uh, Ego as the guest. Uh, Cookie LaFleu, uh-huh. who is like a, a R&B singer. R&B singer. All-time R&B diva. singer. Diva. Yeah, a diva. Um, and then Daniel Craig is a visiting chef. He's Chef Clyde. Right, and he's he's making food for them. Yeah, like during a, a cooking segment on a daytime talk show. Right, they're making hors d'oeuvres, which course, which of course is French for horse doves. Yes. <laughs> so um, I saw on Twitter earlier, Mike Ryan tweeted that this sketch was supposed to be used last week. Yes, this is the yeah, this is the holdover. Oh. Yes, this is the holdover from last interesting, week. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So I, I'm assuming it was going to be John Mulaney and the Daniel Craig. Sh- yeah, part. right. But that's interesting because those two go up for the same parts so <laughs> often. Yeah, I mean, John Mulaney came this close to playing James Bond. <laughs> so close. <laughs> I would pay money to see that movie, by the way. My name is Bond, James Bond. <laughs> I have a license to kill, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are great impressions. Right? John Mulaney, you're always welcome on the, yeah. sh- on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, so basically what happens on this cooking segment is um, uh, the chef... Is making like these little pastry things with like some foil on it, right. and um, Ego Woden's character Cookie is, is about to like try it, and uh, the, the chef makes some like offhand flipping comments, like, "Oh yeah, make sure you don't eat the foil." Right, and uh, and it sets Ego off. Yeah, it's just like, of course I'm not gonna eat the foil. What makes you think I'd eat the foil? And it's like, yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's just something I'm saying, and like the, they kind of laugh it off, but like Ego can't let it go. She's like, no, "Well, let's go back to this foil thing. What makes you think I would eat the foil? Like, I know I don't eat foil." And did you know what this was a reference to? This no, no. All right, because like uh, I found Please out. Please enlighten me. I found out on Twitter this whole sketch was a reference to an episode of the Tyra Banks show, uh-huh. where they had <laughs> when they had Patty Labelle on. Okay. And uh, I, it's on Twitter. You could see it. Like um, there was a like the same thing. It was a cooking segment where Patty Labelle was on uh, the Tyra Banks show, and they had a chef on. And I think um, Patty was about to take like one of the little cupcakes because they made cupcakes. Right. And the cup, you know, cupcakes have that little uh, foil paper sleeve thing around them. Right. And uh, the chef said, "Oh, you know, here's a, you know, try a cupcake. You know, make sure you don't eat the paper." 
So they literally took this kid. Yeah, no, they did. <laughs> and like, wow. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and like, so like when Pat, when he told, when she told Pat Lapel, don't eat the paper. It's like, of course, I'm not gonna eat the paper. And like, they all kind of laughed it off. But you could tell Patty, Patty was really bothered by that comment. <laughs> like, it really got to her. Like, okay. And she, okay. Yeah, and like, and she's like, no, no, don't, don't think I eat paper. Like, I was trying to say you can the paper like nice and hold the paper. Like, they, it got a little awkward there for a minute. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so this sketch was based off of that incident from the Tyra Banks show. This is this is really interesting because I I watched this and I was just like I I don't get this, but knowing that it was referencing something that specific, yeah, uh, I fe- I feel kind of like we did on the, on the RuPaul show, yeah, with the designing women, with thing. the designing women oh, sketch, yeah. and I had no idea that was referencing yeah. designing women, right, right, um, yeah, that, that went over my head too, yeah, but, uh, but I mean, if you were familiar with that initial source, you were probably like, ah, <laughs> finally a designing women sketch, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, made, made for me but yeah uh but i mean yeah like i mean even though like i didn't know about that tyra banks connection until like after the sketch i, I still thought the sketch was okay but mm-hmm. you know once you know about that little tyra Banks thing kind of i mean i thought it was a bit. great character for ego i'd love yeah. to see cookie yeah. come back you know in, in yeah. like other contexts yeah like i i'm always like throwing searching. a hissy fit about right <laughs> like i'm always yeah. like searching for the show to like bring back some of these original characters that have mm-hmm. clearly been like developed and, and, and workshopped before. Right. I mean, I have them be one-offs. Yeah. 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 I liked the character that uh, Ego did on Weekend Update recently where she yes. was talking about Black History Month and yes. she was talking about all these people in history who was like, oh no, this person offended me, so he's history. Right. Um, I mean, I, I thought that was a character that could come back. So. I mean, I know we said this on the podcast before, but I really like how they're giving the new cast members a lot to do, like more and more stuff to do. Like you, uh-huh. see, like I've seen Chloe quite a bit. I've seen Chris Red quite a bit. Yeah, uh, Ego and Heidi. I mean, mm-hmm. Ego's, I mean Heidi's not new, new, but still, she's fairly new. Yeah, but like they're giving them a lot more to do, like a lot more stuff to carry. And yeah, I, it could I be they're that. anticipating Cecily or Kate leaving or something. Yeah, pro- I mean, possibly. yeah, they gotta be considering that possibility because yeah. yeah, I think I think. I've read that Cecily might be in the last year of her contract. Uh, she has her new uh, Amazon show or Apple yeah. show. Yeah, she's got yeah. some show coming up, and yeah, yeah. so yeah. Well, I mean, she might do both. I mean, eighty has that Hulu show. True. So. Mm-hmm. Very true. Shrill. Shrill. Yeah. And uh, actually, I just know. I just realized that we didn't see a lot of Pete Davidson in this episode. No, no. He was, he was a he was a no show. He was and MIA. I, I read a little gossip thing this week. Apparently, Ooh, he was yeah. a no show at the last after party too. Yeah, page six. <laughs> he 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 gave an interview and he was like, "Yeah, everybody there thinks I'm dumb," and yeah. <laughs> and it's just like. Yeah, I don't know if you want to do that to people you're still working with. So it feels like he's... he's he might have one put out the door again. It feels like he's burning some bridges. Yeah. Yeah, just, so. just, just set it all on fire before you leave. Yeah. All right. All right so, uh, uh, so next sketch. Uh, we have this wedding sketch where... Mm-hmm. Um, table nine! Table nine, yeah, yeah. It's like it's in this uh, wedding reception. Everybody's, you know, eating and having fun. And then this one person comes and sit down at this table at this wedding reception and... She's wear the person is wearing like a, um, like a gas, gas, mask. gas mask. Yeah, as as that congressman did. Yes. Wait, which week. congressman? Uh, uh, there was some congressman from Florida oh. who like they were signing Matt some Gates, I think. I, yes. I don't recall his name, um, but yeah, he he like came on the floor and he was wearing a gas mask. It's oh, like, well, they didn't know that. Well, you know, to troll the libs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All this false outrage, and somebody in, uh, died in his uh, in his district. Oh well, from coronavirus. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> jokes on you. Yeah, <laughs> hey oh. Yeah, but he <laughs> he owned the libs. So. <laughs> uh. Oh. Oh wow, we get political. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So this woman comes to this uh, wedding reception table wearing a gas mask. 
And like when I first saw this, I was like, oh, they're doing another Corona sketch? That seems like a mm-hmm. coronavirus. This seems like a lot. And I was genuinely shocked with this one because the woman takes off her gas mask at the table, comes to find out Rachel Dratch as Debbie Downer. Wah, wah. We get a Debbie Downer sketch in 2020. Yeah. What? Yeah. 14 years later, I think. Yeah. 14 yeah. Years, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah, you you looked it up. You like you said the le- the last time she did the character was in the second uh, time she did the sketch with Lindsay Lohan in two thousand six. Yeah. Nine appearances total. And she was in like SNL forty two, I think, for a hot second. Time. Right, wow. right. Yeah, originally I thought this was just another Amy Klobuchar thing. Like I had <laughs> oh, no yeah. idea because she's been on the be... show a lot lately. Yeah. Is Amy? Yeah. yeah, it's very true. And uh, yeah, and then they just go into their regular Debbie Downer sketch about you know, how there's much more to worry about now, like, uh, of course, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe Debbie said, oh, yeah, I got the um, I got the bride and groom a gift, uh, you know, some, uh, what was it, like a... I made don- a donation in your name. To, to feline, feline AIDS. AIDs. Yeah, right. Which feline is AIDS. call back to <laughs> a classic Debbie Downer sketch. Wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this... I mean, this made me smile. I mean, I don't know if it was just because of the nostalgia part of it or what, but I was like, Debbie Downer. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I think someone tweeted at me earlier that uh, at this point, like, Rachel Dratch should just be a cast member again and take Pete Davidson's spot because she's been in, like, the last three episodes <laughs> and I think five overall. So mm-hmm. five out of five. I, I would be very curious to see the screen time if she has more screen time this season than Pete Davidson. She might have. <laughs> At this point, she might. I Holy think, yeah. Because so. he's only did lo- done, like, I think a few weekend update sketches and... Right. And the yeah. airport, uh, I I, thing. I would be for that. I would be. Yeah. I got no problem with Rachel Dratch coming back. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be amazing. I'd love it. Although you know, revivals of classic SNL characters often lead to more disappointment than genuine laughter. Wow. 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 Well done. Thank well, you. Well done. Thank you. Uh, but, but no, it it was kind of fun to see Debbie Downer back because that's yeah. that's a that's a character I think that people didn't really get sick of. I don't yeah. think they drove it into the ground too, too much, and no, no. Was, so, so, and it's been a long time since we've seen that character come back. So, yeah, so, so it was fun. Yes, yeah, so I, I was cool with the sketch. I dug yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, next up, we had the the weekend mm-hmm. doing some doing some uh, show, doing shows doing some performances. Uh, he did he did two songs, mm-hmm. uh, "Blinding Lights" and "Scared to Live." Yep. Is is the weekend okay? Because <laughs> he's. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm getting concerned uh, about. You're him. a little worried. Well, he looked a little beaten up in the in the second song. He yeah, was, he had a band aid on. Yeah, he and he was like. Yeah, he has this weird look now. Like I don't know if it's for his album. It looks like it's for his album because I think his album coming out it has like him with like a bloody mouth and it looks like he just got mm-hmm. beaten up by the mob. And yeah. He, when he was performing, he had like a, a nose bandage and like mm-hmm. n- bl- like and he's performing. And he still had that look on the Good Nights too. Yeah, so. and mm-hmm. he's performing these songs called "Scared to Live." Like, is he like on? Does he owe the mob some money or something? Is he okay? Is he okay? What's happening here? Are these cries for help? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, besides the the, the face wounds, he had like kind of a cool eighties look. He had like yeah, a black blazer. suit with the red blazer and yeah. the black gloves. He looked, yeah. you know, very synth heavy songs, like something yeah. you see in the movie Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very true. Or yeah. like, or something you hear in like Grand Theft Auto Vice City or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's very. Mm-hmm. Maybe he like he maybe he just got into a fight with a prostitute like in Vice City or something. As you do, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe his his health bar was getting a little low, so he <laughs> oh, had to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, maybe that's it. Wow, I yeah. didn't think about that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as songs go, it's like I kind of dug these. I mean, I'm kind of hot and cold on the weekend. I 
you know, I'm cold on the weekend. I mean, I'm hot. I, I think he's all right. I, mm-hmm. I like his. He's a good singer. He's you know he's a pretty strong singer. So I, I like these songs. I thought they're all right. Yeah, I thought they were all right. Yeah, not bad. All right. Well, good. they had a good Nine. mood. Very evocative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they were very short time. songs. That though. too. Yeah. Uh, like I was for both of them. I was like startled that they ended so quickly. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure people at SNL were pretty happy about that because it seemed to be running a little long in this episode. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah, like maybe. weekend yeah. update didn't come around. Until like around twelve fifteen or something like that. I, like, I, oh, I guess they like the 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 music segments to be shorter rather than longer. But I can dig it. Yeah, up. I don't know. All right. All right so uh, next up, weekend update. Justin Che. Che. Still um, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw that too. Interesting right? callback. Yeah. yeah like, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I very like boozy that. update. That was, like did it, did a he, runner from episode to episode. That yeah. was very interesting. He didn't even, didn't even make any mention of it. He just like casually pulled out a glass of scotch and started yeah. drinking. It was that's, like, that's just what Michael Che does during I, Update now. I, I respect that. <laughs> I respect um, that. Yeah. And I, I liked, uh, he, he said, uh, uh, they, they were talking, of course, about like the Democratic uh, mm-hmm. debates Nominees, and all that. Yeah. And the, you know, the people who dropped out. Because um, we had a fair amount of people drop out. I think since the last the time last we did week, this episode, yeah. we, like three people dropped out. We had uh, well, no, Pete four. Buttigieg. Four. We four. had uh, Amy Klobuchar. We had Elizabeth Warren. And Steyer. And Steyer. Five. Oh, yeah. Steyer. Oh, oh and my goodness. Jesus. They're dropping like flies. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long week. That's, <laughs> and that's all one week. That's, wow. That is nuts. Um, Jay had a nice line. He was saying, like, watching white people fight over these dudes is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and he, he made the comparison. He said, Democrats are like condoms. I'll use them, but I won't feel good about it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> which I, like, I enjoyed that. I, I think yeah. Jay always has, like, a very original take on That was a good Jay line. On I what's going yeah, on. I agree. Absolutely. And uh, then we had our first um, cor- correspondent, I guess, uh-huh. or person. Uh Bottle Boy came out, which, uh, from what I understand, this was also cut from last week as well. Right, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So we, it was a Bone Yang kind of dressed up as a, a transient person mm-hmm. uh, talking about the uh, plastic bag ban in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, he kind of talked like an like, like exaggerated Southern accent, like a foghorn leghorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think somebody online mentioned, oh, he's kind of talking like um, Daniel Craig's character in Knives Out. <laughs> yeah. Like, hello there, Mr. Jost, or something like <laughs> That sounded, that sounded like Cajun man. I yeah, I was about to say, like it, it reminded me of like an Adam Sandler character. Like the bottle boy name is very like Sandler esque, yeah. and then the, the accent is so like Bobby Boucher or something. Yes, yes, very much so. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, what do you what are you guys thoughts on this? Um, I didn't have too much of a reaction to, to Bottle Boy. I, you know, it's an, it's nice when Bo and Yang has stuff to do on the show. This is not one of my favorite characters for him. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like, yeah, the trade daddy's better, but I still like yeah. Yang Yang. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yang Yang is classic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Jost did a No Time to Die joke. He talked about how the No Time to Die movie has been delayed uh, because of concerns about coronavirus. Right, right. And he said they're removing the no from the title. Ooh. Which I was just like, how, how do you make that bad of a joke when James Bond is in the fucking building? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's, I was like, really? Ballsy. Really, Colin? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? You're making that joke with James Bond in the building. Really? really? <laughs> from Che, I would expect that, but not from you, Joe. <laughs> that is a very cherry line. That was mm. a total cherry line. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised Joe said it. I was like, wow. And, uh, and also oh. on the weekend update, we had... Uh, 
Cecily Strong back as the girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at a party. Like, I hadn't yeah. seen this in a while. Yeah, this I was mean, a surprise return. If, if you needed any evidence that, that Cecily's doing, like, her greatest hits, I, I think that the return of this character... That's true. Yeah, you, you actually looked it up. You brought the receipts. You said... Uh, uh, this was her first appearance as the character since March seventh, twenty fifteen. So five years ago. Actually, I think I, I I need to edit that. I think she did do a twenty sixteen. Now that I think about it. Okay, this yeah. podcast is based oh, on a lie. God. Fake <laughs> news. <laughs> fake news. All right. Still, well, like, thanks for coming in, Andy. Three and a half years. Um, you like, made us look like fools, Andy. Yeah, that's <laughs> fools. It's I said. right here on the Entertainment I Weekly know. site. Oh, oh God, now we're lying. Destroying this their. What happens when I'm typing this stuff in real time? <laughs> Right, like I had no idea right. that that character was going to come back, so I'm like frantically typing you're, it up. You're Googling. And yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Oh, um, uh, and you, you said this was her only her seventh Weekend Update appearance as that character? Is that is it, that right? It might be a little higher, but okay. it's, it's it's around then. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I remember. It felt, it felt like it came one more. Yeah, it uh, feels like know. she she did that more, and we, not we, not in a bad way. Might want to fact check me after after this podcast. Okay, <laughs> so you're getting things oh, as wrong good. as the girl we wish we hadn't started <laughs> yes. conversation with at the party. Yeah, it was it was very tongue in cheek. Jeffrey Einstein, over but here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but it's it was fun to see this character come back. I think yeah. it's one of Cecily's better. Oh bits. yeah, yeah, um, definitely one of her more memorable. Yeah, yeah, iconic. And I don't feel like she ever overstayed her welcome as no. that character. No, so no. people yeah. seem generally happy to see her back at this. So yeah, yeah so that was that was fun. And she kind of fits that drunk uncle Stefan mold a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, very yeah. much so. I mean, I think it's very valuable for for Weekend Update to have people come on who just get the things wrong. I mean, that that's a big tradition that goes back to like yeah. Gilda Radner doing. Yeah. Emily Latella. Yes. Um, uh, oh, no. wow. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Holy um, moly. And, nice. uh, oh, and I guess we should mention, since we mentioned it earlier in the show, we did have the joke about William Shatner yes. with the horse semen in his divorce. Good yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so as part of his, his divorce settlement, William Shatner got the rights to horse semen because apparently like they... He and his wife, they were big horse fans, and they would breed horses. And of course, as you do. Having frozen horse semen is apparently a big part of that. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is all new to me. So, um, And I think Chase said, well, like, I don't know what he's doing with that horse semen, but his skin has never looked better. <laughs> that was a good joke. That was I a mean, good joke, yeah. But I, th- I think it is a valuable reminder to all of us just to... Decide who gets your horse semen now. Yeah, like I mean, you I don't mean, want you don't want your family to fight over it when you got when you die. Yeah, like I mean, Andy, lawyer. have have you and your wife figured out <laughs> we have the not dis- gone distribution of your yet. your horse semen? Yeah. Darren, have have you and your wife figured this out? It's yeah, it's it's in my will. Okay, okay, yeah. good. <laughs> don't worry. Because I mean, you got you got to lock this shit down. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You don't want some. You don't want to go into a marriage not with the horse semen that you went into it with. I'm gonna donate to charity, probably. Yeah. But, okay. Know. Give it to less fortunate people who can't afford horse semen. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a valuable thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So not not a bad weekend update. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty. You know, oh yeah. A little bit longer than last week. So I dug this one. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, so next up, uh, we get the uh, accent coach or the dialect coach sketch. Right. Uh, so this one, uh, basically, it's uh, Daniel Craig playing himself walking into. Uh, me- a meeting with the studio execs about uh, the movie Knives Out. They're talking mm-hmm. about how they're excited for the the sequels coming out, and they want to explore his character more. And uh, Daniel Craig says, well, you know, I've been working with my dialect coach. I'd like to bring him in on this if I could. And uh, then in comes uh, Beck Bennett, who's kind of dressed as like a like a denim Elvis kind of look. It's, <laughs> it's like a good a, way to describe him. Sure. Yeah, like a Neil, yeah. like Neil Diamond in his heyday. He has like a... <laughs> 
like a big old like kind of mullet that's kind of quaffed up and just like a straight up denim jumpsuit. Very yep. dog the bounty hunter. Uh, yes. Mullet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like then they talk about his uh, southern dialect, his southern accent, and then it just it's just basically. Beck kind of doing these exaggerated, like, southern, like, you know, like, who there, who there now, there, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> type of stuff. And we find out over the course of the sketch that he has never actually been to the south. He's just bases this all on stuff like Foghorn, Leghorn. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, oh, yeah, so you want, like, a Georgia accent. So I was like, oh, I'm from Georgia. I got a hot butt. It's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't look at me like that. A lot of yeah. butt jokes. A <laughs> lot, of, lot of hot butt jokes. And then, uh, so then they do a line read, and then, they, you know, it's him doing his exaggerated... Southern accent, like, oh, I'm from Louisiana. Who that? Who that now, there, y'all? And then it's like, oh, there's a scene where I'm supposed to vomit. And it ends with uh, Beck vomiting mm-hmm. on cue. Classic right. live vomiting. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Love and it. Then if, Gotta love that. And all the execs are like horrified, like, oh my God, why'd you vomit? And it's like, well, it says I'm supposed to vomit here in the script. And it's like, you can vomit like that on cue? It's like, yeah, you can. And yeah. then Daniel Craig shows that he can vomit on cue. Then Daniel right. Craig's vomits. Then Beck and, vomits. And, and Daniel Craig's vomit. At the very end, he, it gets a little out of control, and yeah. it, it like spurts on the people on the table yes. a little bit. Like a Gallagher concert, which uh, yeah, <laughs> it was something else. Which oddly enough, like like Daniel Craig pukes on Mikey Day. That was actually my last Pornhub search. So, oh, wow, um, that's what you're into. That right? was, I mean, it was you know, very specific. So uh, this sketch really spoke to me. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as sketches go, it's I thought it was. Uh, I, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, it, it didn't blow me away. I mean, I'm uh, like anybody. I love the fake vomiting in an SNL sketch. Sure, that's yeah. it's. It's always funny when they have an element like that can that can go hideously out of control, yes. and like you see the actors actually get startled because they are A little chaos they, is good for us tonight. Yes. they are getting yeah. puked on, and yeah. they were obviously not expecting to get puked on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on it, Andy? Uh, I mean, I, th- I thought it was solid. Um, you know, it's always fun seeing. Uh, you know, uh, like I said earlier, like a, a host like Daniel Craig really be able to, you know, get into his wild side a little bit mm-hmm. and be be goofy and silly. And you know, I, I thought uh, it was it was fun seeing uh, Mikey Day try a uh, Ryan Johnson impersonation. Oh, which, was that uh, what he was doing? I, I'm pretty sure that he was supposed to be Ryan Johnson. He did have a fake beard. Wow, I did so. not even know Ryan Johnson has a fake beard. Uh, no, I don't oh, think so. I, I don't Maybe. think so. But <laughs> no. you know, I I haven't gone on Twitter to see what the last Jedi haters have accused him of oh. lately. So oh, that's geez. probably in their list of grievances. <laughs> he uh, ruined Star Wars, and he has a fake beard. Yeah, <laughs> release a Snyder cut. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I assume all those obnoxious movie complainers hang out together. I can see that. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> a Snyder cut. Ghostbusters uh, can't be women. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hashtag. Yeah, they're they're all in a club together. Um, I look forward to your letters. That's right. <laughs> Come at us, bros. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, next up, we got the, the Game Night sketch. Uh, deep Quote Game Night is what it is called on the YouTubes. Yes. Um, uh, so basically, it's like a bunch of bunch of friends getting together for a game night. It's uh, Kate McKinnon and her husband, Daniel Craig. They, get to, mm-hmm. they brought all their um, Kate McKinnon's co-workers for like, a game night, and it's like getting towards the end of the night where it's like, yeah, we should you know, all head on home. Oh, but let's play one more game, guys. Yes. Let's play one more game. Heidi wants to quote. I guess you say, I want to mm-hmm. do a quote for her to just quote, do movie quotes, and she's really adamant about it. And uh, so, she, but she starts saying all these like very obscure movie quotes that like, yeah. like stuff from like The Aviator and stuff, and no one gets it. <laughs> except and for stuff like picking out a suit. Like, yeah. let me let me have uh, like one of the dark suit and one of the light suit. Like something you could never identify as being from a specific movie. But Daniel Craig immediately gets yeah, it. Yeah, and then, they, then suddenly Daniel Craig and Heidi are like kind of 
connecting and even like yeah. flirting a little bit. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, are you some type of flick daddy? And, it, and he's like, I'm the baddest flick daddy you've ever seen. So he said something like that. Like, yeah. Really like oh. yeah. How great was Heidi in this, though? Like, she really like she really threw it, herself into it. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a yeah. good showcase. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, we're big Heidi fans. She, she, like, her commitment to these characters in the sketch it always kind of astounds mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It's like, wow, she's in there. Both comedically and I think, like, dramatically, like, she has, like, a good kind of, like, uh, presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gravitas mm-hmm. to it. Right. Like, if Heidi started doing, like, dramas, I actually wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I think she would be a really good drama. Well, she did a play last summer, uh, Noises Off, I think. Uh, oh, I love that show. Up on Cape Cod. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. No way. Yeah, I mean, that that is still kind of a comedy show. But, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a farce. It's a big time uh, farce. But still, it kind of shows where her where her talents are, where her interests are. Oh, which yeah. which part did she play in the show? Do I, you know? I don't know. We we had vague plans to go see it, and then we never did. We didn't make it to the Cape last summer. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Oh, I, I blame my wife. That's oh, yeah. Wow. I, I blame her <laughs> wife as well. I, um, I'm not without take- hearing her side of it at all. Yeah. I just I just blame her. She's being unusually quiet right now. Yeah. So uh, I am not yeah. taking a side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So um, they had a f- few like quick lines that I kind of liked. Where uh, I think at one point Kate says, "Hey, what you know?" Uh, she sees them being flirty. It's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You have a job." Then Daniel Craig quickly says, "Oh no, I don't. I got fired over six months ago." <laughs> like <laughs> that was like a real what? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it kind of ends up. It kind of ends with them kind of going back and forth with these really obscure, mm-hmm. like quotes that none of, and quotes you could never connect to a movie. Like yes, okay, and, yeah, and and then they instantly identify. And they they, they went to one movie like three times. Oh, and I forget uh, which movie it was. Ah, but, son of a uh, beast thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That was it. That it's was like it. Captain Phillips. Captain, and like yeah. they say, stop quoting Captain Phillips. One of because like everybody else doesn't get what they're doing because right. they didn't say like. I'm the captain now. They, they, no, no, it was like I'm character. okay. Yeah, right. It, it was literally like that, that generic. Exactly, and then suddenly they start getting closer and closer until they, I think uh, Daniel Craig or Heidi just starts kissing, and they just start mm-hmm. making out in front of everybody. And then the other person was like, "Oh, that's from the Notebook, that kiss." Like, yeah, yeah. It's like I could tell from the tongue. That's Ryan Gosling's right. tongue. tongue. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, this sketch. Good was... sketch for Heidi. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you get to make out with James Bond, that seems like a good day at work. Ain't nothing wrong you know? with that. Yeah. yeah. If you can write a sketch where you get to make out with Daniel Craig, you do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, this sketch wasn't wasn't too bad. It was yeah, right. yeah. You know, I, I I think sometimes this period of the show gets a little sluggish and and mm-hmm. this had uh, a little bit more energy and and, and zestiness to it than zestiness wow, zestiness. <laughs> wow. Saison goya <laughs> uh yeah so and um and the final sketch with the pre-tape mm-hmm. uh overnight salad yeah this was uh an 80 bryant song just singing about this salad that she made and had sitting out overnight and all sorts of weird ingredients are going into it right so it's basically she she's making this overnight salad for her family it has a lot of mayonnaise in it. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Uh, pizza. Raisins. Raisins. Uh, I think, uh, I'm sure, cookie crumbs or something like that. Right? Like croutons. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just a, like a lot of gross things. And then it sits on the radiator overnight. Yeah. And then the fam- and she's singing the song very la la la. And then the family comes down and they eat it and they're like, this is, this is disgusting. What the hell have you done? What's yeah, wrong? Kills the dog. Yeah, yeah. it kills the yeah. dog. What's wrong with you? And, uh, yeah, they, that, they actually cut the song off mid-verse because yes. the, the salad is so repulsive. Right, the music just stops, and they're like, this is disgusting. And uh, Daniel Craig is the husband, and he's like, you're sick, Nadine. Are you sick in the head? What's wrong with you? You, you fucking killed the dog. And then, of course, Daniel Craig takes the kids out of the house, and um, Nadine, or A.D. Brian's character, is like, well, I guess I have to eat this 
overnight salad all myself. And she begins to eat it and then immediately smash cut to Nadine's tombstone, grave. Yeah. her grave. Yeah, yeah. And it says, here lies Nadine. She was sick in the brain. That was a, that's a dark ending for this sketch. Very dark. Mm. Very dark. I feel like we've seen um, them do this kind of like riff on, on you know domestic goddess stuff where there's like this dark undercurrent before. I feel like uh, Cecily's played it a, a little bit, so it was interesting to see, um, you know, A.D. Bryant in, in that role and seeing A.D. sing, you know, because yeah. usually Cecily's the one that gets to belt out the, the show tune type stuff. I don't know. Like, A.D.'s done a few sketches where it's her singing. Like, when Harry Styles was hosting, oh, she did the point. thing with Harry Styles as her dog. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen enough. a few things where, where it's like, okay, you, you just wrote this so A.D. could sing, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, the I show, know. I feel like, has a lot more song numbers from their cast members than I remember in the past. I feel like they've yeah. got a lot of musical theater geeks in yeah, the cast. The theater kids have taken over. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I enjoy a little of that. I can I can relate a little to that because I've done like some theater, yeah, not that's... not musical theater, but I I know a lot of those yeah those types. So. John's so no, I enjoy it. John's no stranger to the the theater. Yes, as it were. Yes. Uh, Acting genius. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's my uh, John Lovitz, guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do Mulaney, and I do love it. And you do, that was kind of Mulaney as Lovitz. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. There's not much difference between my Mulaney and Lovitz. <laughs> this is my Mulaney. This is my Lovitz. <laughs> uh, yeah, but as, final, as far as uh, final sketches go, this was okay. Uh, I don't know. That, that I, I wasn't thrilled with this. It didn't really yeah. send me. It was. It if was okay. It, I would have thought okay. It was okay in its yeah. randomness, but it, yeah, I wouldn't have particularly missed it if it was gone. Yeah, that that ending with the tombstone kind of like like oh, it kind of like kind of left a weird. I liked I liked them stopping it mid song to talk about how horrible the salad was and them yes. saying that it killed the dog. That amused me. But, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. fun. That's hilarious. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and then that's the episode, guys. Um, not a bad episode. Not too. I, I kind of like this a little bit. Be- uh, better than the um, Mulaney episode a little bit. Mm, I agree. I, I did I mean, not like the Mulaney one at oh, all. Um, really? Yeah. I, I just thought uh, it it paled in comparison to his first two sketches or um, episodes. Shows? Uh-huh. Yeah, shows. And uh, I thought Daniel Craig was a, a surprising host, and I thought it was a good balance of the cameos, so the cameos right. didn't overwhelm, and gave uh, the cast members a good opportunity to shine. So that, that, I liked it. That is true. The, the the cameos, they kept them under control, even though they had a fair amount of cameos right. in this episode. I think I would still put last week's John Mulaney episode above this one, but I like Daniel Craig as a host. I think... You know he's definitely game. He he goes for it. Surprisingly versatile too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean he's he's a really good actor, and yeah. you know it's nice to see him get an opportunity to play comedy because he doesn't get to do that too much because mm-hmm. you know macho action star. Right. Um, Shout out Logan Lucky though. Did you guys ever see that? I've never I, seen. I heard good things about it. Yeah, I it was still good. have not seen Logan Lucky. I need to. I loved Knives Out, and that's that's a little lighter than what Daniel Craig usually does. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. Um, Really looking forward to the new James Bond movie. I hate that it was delayed yeah. seven months. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Um, so happy Thanksgiving <sighs> to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks, but you know it is, it is what it is. It's like between that and Warren leaving the race, it's been a tough week for me. <laughs> so I'm sorry, man. You know, and also coronavirus. Oh yeah, um, that, you know. that yeah. That's I'll, also, thing. we might all die. Yeah, um, but, but but I mean, no time to die though. That's that's really. <laughs> You take anything yeah, and then Colin just made that joke, and then that, <laughs> I mean that was really just ugh. Oh, um, so. All right, uh, so yeah, we put the word out on Twitter that we were doing this episode, and uh, yeah, we got a couple tweets. Uh, 
you know, long-time listener Ruby the Rube says, uh, pointless, pointless nitpick. In the movie quote sketch, there was a Settlers of Catan board on the table that's literally never mentioned. The sketch has been cut from dress multiple times this season, so I don't know why they never wrote it in, wrote in a line about it or took the proper way entirely. Uh, Shout out Ruby the Rube, by the way. What's, yeah. uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, I, I never... I, I had to go back and it's like, oh yeah, Settlers of Catan. Because like, I know that board game is like a thing, but I didn't mm-hmm. really, it didn't really capture me at all. But so yeah, so uh, I guess I give a little shout out to Settlers of Catan. I, I got, I got. I mean, in that it was there, it <laughs> was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also uh, Vax Novier says it was interesting how almost everything that wasn't about the coronavirus was were actually old dress rehearsal cuts. Which I think we noticed too, like yeah, a lot of like old true. sketches. Which I like, I kind of dug because like I, I did notice on this episode there were a lot of like original sketches. <laughs> you right? I'm sorry, I just saw a comment from Ruby the Rube. It just says, "FYI, at Darren Credible, you don't have to read out this whole thread." Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. Because because uh, because like after Ruby, <laughs> Ruby, I love you right now, man. That's fine. That like, was awesome. Because like after Ruby said that, like some people commented it on it, and then it goes into like a whole thread. And then I said, thank you for letting me know I didn't have to read the whole thread because I definitely would have read the whole thread. If you didn't tell me that, uh, that is something that Darren has done, so that that really amuses me. You, you get me, Ruby. You get me. <laughs> uh, and then we also had a tweet from Spook at La, La Douche saying, I actually laughed out loud. That I actually laughed out loud. That doesn't happen often watching SNL. Sleeping on the couch should be the number one single in the it was very the catchy it's very catchy yeah uh-huh. glad i got to see it live killed a lol so it's not like uh spook is just uh, bragging he got to see the show live how about that <laughs> or, or he watched the show live oh i mean oh yeah maybe that's too. yeah i, I don't right. know if he was actually attending the show maybe he was just watching it on its live broadcast okay. like the rest of us that you know what that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> now that i think i mean i figured the odds are that's probably how he was watching the show yeah but. that my yeah so my, my but brain. maybe he was actually attending the show who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That's that makes more sense. All right, but yeah, overall, not a not a bad episode. Uh, and um, so next week they got off, and um, we'll mm-hmm. so uh, I mean we'll figure out what we're gonna do for about next week's episode. But then after that, March twenty eighth. Yep, they announce a new host, Jim, host. Jim Halpert. Yes, John Jack Ryan, John Krasinski, the guy from the Kia commercial with uh, Rachel Dretch. <laughs> they got him. Smart Park. <laughs> That hasn't gotten old since the Super Bowl at all. Look at these two <laughs> troublemakers. Oh, boy. Boston. Yeah. And uh, musical guest Dua Lipa. Yeah. Who I'm kind of familiar with through like commercials and stuff, but I don't know too much. About I am stuff. familiar with Dua Lipa from their name being on the screen last night. So. There you go. <laughs> I think it's one so person. Longtime fan. Longtime fan. I mean, it's yeah. been almost 12 hours now. Yeah. So. Man. You were there from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I go jump. way back. I'm pretty sure Dua Lipa is one person, right? One woman? I would assume. I have not Any, even Googled this anybody person. Anybody else? Okay. So. Best, okay. No one has any idea. All right. All nope. right. So we'll all find out. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, that's the episode, guys. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for being here. Guys, with us. this thank was you. so fun. Thank you so much yeah. for doing it. Uh, of course. Anything to plug, anything to promote, anything, anything, uh, anything. I guess uh, just uh, if, if all your listeners out there want to want to follow me on, on, on the Twitter, you mm-hmm. know, and... Uh, you know, keep reading uh, the entertainment weekly recaps. Let me know what I get right. You know, definitely know what I get wrong too. I feed off negative energy. Um, so just uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. it. And and what's what's your handle on, on oh, Twitter sorry, so that people it's, can follow you? It is at 
SNL in review, and uh, nice. I, I should be coming out with um, hopefully some some cast member interviews in the next couple weeks or months. Uh, some some so current so. cast member interviews? Or no, no, no. Members? The the SNL PR people don't let me get that close. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> can, can you tease anything right now or no? Um, someone from the ill-fated eighty-five, eighty-six season. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that that chapter of of SNL lore. So uh, keep Ooh. keep Google searching uh, for that, or, or or check out my Twitter feed. Okay, okay, that'll be that'll be interesting. And but, and you you said you 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 were getting together with a, a Mister. Uh, well, Mr. I met Al Franken, Al Franken yesterday. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. That's uh, that's why I'm uh, in in Jersey. You know, uh-huh. uh, it was uh, he was doing an event in South Orange, um, which right, uh, right. one of my cousins lives in South Orange, and I'd I'd family in, in uh, Maplewood growing up as well too. Oh, so it was okay. nice to be kind of back in the area. Oh, for nice. Union as well too. Oh, right, right on. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, welcome back to the Garden State. Yeah, thank sir. you. Very cool. Happy to have you, and happy we were able to get together and do this. This is always fun when we meet other people from the SNL. Yeah. Uh, universe, fan extended family, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cinematic universe. So that that is always fun. The that SNLU, fun. or as we call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, guys, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Darren Credible, D A R I N Credible. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Trumbull Comic, T R U M B U L L Comic. And you can follow the show at SNL Nerds Show. Right, and you can find us on Nonproductive Network. Uh, find us on follow us on Twitter at Nonpro. Uh, online non-productive.com listen to all the other podcasts that's on the non-productive network uh, donate to the Patreon give us some money help us keep the lights on uh, write us a review yeah. on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast uh, we enjoy getting that feedback like Andy was saying before and we will read it on the air if you do good or bad yeah even even the crappy stuff we even will the be. crappy stuff that's right <laughs> we, we love pain yes yes <laughs> we are very masochistic yes and uh, yeah and I guess that's it man Okay. I think that is it. So uh, if we don't have anything else to say, we'll we'll just sign off and say, nerds, nerds out. <laughs> this has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.